TikTok has changed basically every aspect of your life, personal, private, all of it. But how has it affected your dating life? What the f is going on? I like to party. Jesus, honey, wax much? This is unwaxed. Get in, Lizzie. We're going shopping. With Sophia and Sistine Stallone. We just become best friends. Yep. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Odd Wax Podcast with your favorite sisters, Sistine and Sophia. I was the singer in the family, and then yeah. I do remember, wait, I just got a flashback. I remember I was taking singing lessons, and you came into the gym, and you said, sing for me. And I said, I can't, I'm not warmed up. And you go, prove it. All those singing lessons, sing for me. You know what was so annoying, though? I wanted to support and listen to you sing, but every time I would walk into your room trying to catch you off guard, when I would hear you singing next door, you would always be like, get out of my room! Like, you were so mean about <laughs> I it. I wanted to like, only shower singers. Just don't listen. I'm good when I'm not getting listened to. And then right when you walk in, I have a voice crack or off tune. But I remember it was the first time I thought, okay, I can do this. I can sing in front of Sistine. So I chose the hardest song what ever. What song was it? It was... You don't have to take your clothes off to have a good time. Take your clothes off was you know your first song? Yeah, oh, so hard. And you literally looked at me after I finished. Like, um, Wait, you guys, you know? No. I mean, everyone knows that feeling when you're watching. It could be like a little kid or someone that tries to do something seriously <laughs> and they're just not that great at it. And you're like, yeah. yeah. Like you're giving like a sympathy nod. And you're like, wow. But this is the best part is... Um, you know when you're ever doing something in front of someone and you're nervous and you start laughing, even though no one's, it's not because it's funny, but you're so nervous. She's laughing. I'm laughing. I think I told you to turn around and stand in the corner. Yeah, you made me stare at the wall. Like, are you so dramatic? You know I what, can, though? My mom. And I had to turn the other way and stare at the other wall. <laughs> so my mom you. always told us growing up, know your ability. So just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. Can you sing? No, but actually, okay, this is so funny that we're talking about things that we're not talented at that we thought we were, mm -hmm. because this morning I was watching the season finale of Cheer on Netflix, season two. I was such a fan of the first season. It was like my quarantine binge with Jennifer. Second season's a little sad, but I was schwitzing at the very last episode. Stop saying schwitzing in every single what would you like me to the say? last like, five episodes. What would you, you like me word? to say instead of schwitzing? Any other word in the dictionary. Pick one. Excited. No, I, I want to show that I I'm was... like nervous sweating. Yeah. Yeah, excited, nervous. So I was nervous sweating at the last episode today because it was the final competition. Mm -hmm. Winner takes all. The enemy teams going up against each other. And I was so invested. Actually, I didn't care about one single person in the show, I wasn't personally connected to anyone, but I was so nervous for them that you know when your fingertips get all like fuzzy and your body starts to go a little tingly because you're getting numb because you're- You're having an, an adrenaline rush or something like I that, yeah. I was, I was like, oh my God, don't fall. I was so nervous for these kids. And then I thought, oh my God, Sistine, I've always wanted to be a cheerleader. That was like the one thing that I wanted to do in high school. You but could have. I couldn't have. Why? Well, okay, I only wanted to do it because I wanted to wear the outfit instead of my uniform, which I thought was She wanted so to be a cute. character from Euphoria. Well, okay, it was so unfair. So we went to a really strict Catholic high school, and the skirt length rule was 
very much enforced, very, yep. four inches above the knee. But mm-hmm. then if you were a cheerleader, you were allowed to wear the cutest little outfit. Oh, yeah, the most short skirts, yeah. top shirts, and they had these big bows. And it really was, honest. it kind of had the euphoria look a That's little bit. That's what I'm saying. I was like, it's like playing yeah. dress up to school every day. I so, know. Oh, but I remember yeah. I tried out for, um, I thought, okay, I can't make the cheerleading team. And so I thought, why don't I sign up for the interpretive dance team? Oh, I remember this. <laughs> Yeah, do you know what? Can I explain one thing? I remember walking into her dance room and they were making a bicycle out of their bodies. Out of people. Out of people. So Sistine, okay, so, I think, is the wheel. Wait, I gotta give I gotta give context. So I try out for it. Everyone, I feel like most dancers' bodies, they're really petite mm-hmm. and small, even in height, they're just short. I was easily seven inches above everyone else. Yeah, you're petite, but you're very long. So I was not expecting to make the team. I can't touch my toes. I can't jump high in the air. There's nothing graceful about my body movements. So for some reason, I made the team. But I think the teacher did that on purpose so that I would be sort of the base for every stunt. Mm -hmm. So all I did was hold the props, hold the girls. I was in the back of every... It was was so embarrassing. I remember you were on the ground on your back and your legs were pinned straight up in the air. Yeah, you you wore the pedals. You were the pedals. (laughs) I remember now. And I remember walking in. I'm like, what the hell did she sign up for? Yeah. But you actually know, we did gymnastics for a hot second. I remember that. Remember, mom used to drive an hour out of her way every day for two years. I feel like every kid did gymnastics. Yeah, but we were trying. Sistine got offered to join the team. It took me five months to do a backbend. (laughs) So, and they said, I asked, I'm like, can I join? And they said, no. No. Because I couldn't do it. Like, Sistine was able to do a front flip, back flip. But again, it goes back to Jennifer's point of know your ability. She saw me out there and said, this ain't for you, kid. But she could. But that's, no, know your ability, but you... But you told us. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that you couldn't do it. You were good at it. Not like you could that have, good. Yes, you, Sophia, Sistina, no. you were on the balance beam. You could do Sophia, all this stuff. Sophia, it's because I had big feet. I, I couldn't could do a cartwheel. Like, I really... You guys, a back bend walkover, that's probably the easiest thing you do when you're, what, 12 years old. It took me six months to get that. And so I they blamed it on, like, my... Uh, well, mom kept saying, oh, because you had heart surgery, it's probably the tissue that's causing you to not feel. No, I just am very uncoordinated, unbalanced. So, yeah, I was really jealous when she got offered that, but then he didn't take it. No. I know um, when I have a kid, I'm not putting in anything that it's going to be bad at. It's got to be number one. Mm-hmm. I feel like you're going to put your kid in golf, which I want to. Golf and... Um, Maybe Sly always said he wanted us to be really, like, a pool master at playing pool. You put your kid in the pool team? (laughs) Yeah, because that's cool. You go to a bar, you're like, how do I hold the stick? You know, and you just whip ass and you just collect the money. Mm. You know, that's kind of like a dream dream. of mine. Yeah, Yeah. I could tell. I don't understand why people get tattoos of their significant other names. No shade on people that do that, but I just, that's a... That's a commitment. I actually saw this TikTok the other day of this guy on his um, on his side. He Let's say her name was like Karen. I don't know. And put Karen in big letters. And then uh, the next photo was Karen's name like scratched out with a tattoo. And then the next photo was Karen's name under the scratched out version. No. And then the next photo was Karen, the second Karen name scratched out. And it was a continuous thing until I'm not kidding. His entire side had at least eight. Karens and scratch out Karens. It was so funny. Well, our dad has a tattoo of mom's face on his arm. 
So imagine that. I mean, yeah, your Sly's that's... getting some weird tattoos lately. Well, I hate. I, I there's. I like his uh, rose tattoos because that's for us. So wait, but I don't know if I is, like. The other. So this is so funny. So my mom told him, "Do not get tattoos until you turn sixty, because then you can just do whatever you want with your body, but you're gonna regret it. And if you still want it at that time, do it." My mom mothers my dad. Yeah, for sure. So he turned sixty and gets. Basically two full sleeves, his entire back, yeah. and both of his pecs done. And he puts my mom's face, like, massive, massive on his on shoulder. shoulder. And so it looked really good in the beginning. And about 10 years later, he decides The skin was to, aging and so was the tattoo. So is the tattoo. So he decides to touch up the face. He puts so much <laughs> makeup. makeup on my mom. So it's imagine like an older faded face with like brand new makeup. It's like 70s makeup or 80s looks, whatever like bright eyeshadows and the red she red goes, red lips. I look horrible. <laughs> it's so funny. She looks so ugly. And then he got a giant scorpion above his butt. And so it looks like it's coming out of his ass. Sistina. It does. I'm like, what are you doing? He goes, I just felt bored today and got a scorpion. I've always said I think I would want a tattoo, but at the same time, I hate needles. And so I think I'd faint during the session. I mean, if if you're going to get one, it has to be funny. Sistina laughs at me because I said I want a freckle of a tattoo. So then people think it's a freckle, but it's a tattoo. Do you know what I'm saying? So just for myself to know I got tattooed. Come on. A freckle. Yeah, I said people that People try last- to get rid See, of those I in your I said that last time and you were laughing at me. No, because people try to get rid of freckles, but you want to add a freckle? Just no, it's not for, it's the, it's a joke, but the purpose is basically just to know. I'm putting my shoe size. I'm putting my shoe size on the bottom of my foot so that Bar when code. I go to a department store, I just have to lift my foot up and, and I'll put the European sizing on the other one. Perfect. Easy. I like that. How about that? You show that to your boyfriend, and then he can knows exactly what to get you. That's what I'm talking exactly about. Exactly the size. Should we introduce our guest today? Yeah. So we have the really hilarious, exciting, smart TikToker Victoria Paris coming on today, and we've followed her for a bit. Like she's blown up really I fast. I know. If you guys haven't already seen her on your for you page, because she is just all over mine. She is. Really funny, witty. I like her. I don't give a fuck attitude. So I think yeah. it's going to be really exciting to sort of get her perspective on you know making a career off of an online platform. Yeah, like and this that. girl is definitely hundred percent real. So she's definitely hundred percent on wax. So stay tuned for Victoria. I have a new baby. Do you want to know its name? Yeah. Athletic Greens. Oh my gosh. Well, you guys, I hope you're enjoying the episode so far, but Sophia and I want to take a quick moment to announce our very new exciting sponsor, Athletic Greens. We are partnering with them because it's a product that we started using and loving because we needed more energy. Athletic Greens doesn't taste like it's super healthy because we don't like that chalky, greeny type of thing that's in a lot of those products. It has a kind of mild tropical taste that you guys can look forward to in the morning. Ooh. You guys, you're going to taste like you're in Hawaii. Why not? So you're probably asking, what is this stuff? With (laughs) one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing. Are you ready? 75. 75. High-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. 
This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy, focus, recovering, aging, it goes on and on and on. Athletic Greens is a lifestyle friendly, so whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. And I don't know if this is important to you, but it's important to me. It has less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial flavoring of any kind, and it still tastes good. It supports better sleep quality and recovery and also supports mental clarity and alertness. Multivitamins are so important for anyone to take. Tons of people take some kind of multivitamin and it's important to choose one with high quality ingredients that your body will actually absorb like Athletic Greens. Athletic Greens is a great company focused on sustainability. They are a climate neutral certified companies. In 2020, they purchased carbon credits that support projects protecting old growth rainforests. And if that isn't enough to get you guys already hooked on this product, for every purchase, they donate to organizations helping to get nutritious food to kids in need, including No Kid Hungry here in the US. In 2020, Athletic Greens donated over 1.2 million meals to kids. That's amazing. So right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with the convenient daily nutrition especially during the times of flu and cold season. Just one scoop with your water every morning and that is it. There's no need for millions of different pills and supplements to look out for your health. They make it so easy. So if you wanna get in on this amazing product, Athletic Greens is going to give you free one year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash unwaxed. Again, it's athleticgreens.com slash unwaxed. So take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutrition insurance. You guys were so excited because this week, we have the hilarious Victoria Paris. She is a business savvy, hilarious TikToker who grew her page from zero to one million followers in six months. She's a cult following on YouTube where she always stays open and honest about everything she has going on in her life. This is Victoria Paris. Woo! Woo! Studio Hello. audience. Yes, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, we are so excited to have you on. I have been seeing your videos all over my For You page. I mean, I see your apartment stuff, you trying on outfits, running around New York. I feel like I'm already friends with you. Do a lot of people tell you that when they watch your content? Yeah, I think that parasocial relationships are real. And I think that the more you let people get to know you, the more they feel like ownership or familiarity or like casualness with you. And that's definitely a big thing with my content. I feel like that takes a lot of guts because I know for me, sometimes in the beginning when we were doing this podcast, now it's easy. I can just talk shit on myself so much. Like I, I will make fun of myself all the time and people relate to that. But in the beginning, it got kind of daunting. But were you always that person that could just say, you know, screw it, I am who I am. And whether you like it or not, you know. Yeah, I definitely think that it was something I struggled with my whole life was like, not that like I faced like an like an insane amount of like, uh, adversity or stuff like that like I always just I had a, a great upbringing and I think that no matter what I did I just always felt like I stuck out like a sore thumb and I think that um through filming myself every day so much that it just transfers right. Right. really well through the camera I mean that makes a lot of sense because sometimes when you do something like film yourself you become more comfortable with looking at yourself so I kind of want to backtrack so you said you grew up in North Carolina 
and you went to Indiana, and then you now end up in New York City. At what point did you start doing TikTok, and what did your life sort of look like before TikTok even happened? Like, what were you doing for a job? Tell me about that. Not good vibes. Um, and then I transferred <laughs> to college in New York City, where I um, originally, my first year living in the city, I was working for a celebrity stylist um, and in school. And then I realized that you don't get paid any money in fashion. And I was barely eating and mm-hmm. so broke that I was like, okay, I'm going to be a personal trainer Equinox now because I love working out. And they still didn't pay me a lot of money. And so uh, my parents were like, you're about to graduate. You need to find a job that's lucrative and you can support yourself. So I started working at a finance startup and I really loved it. Um, everybody in my family works in finance. I never saw myself working in it. Um, but I lost my job due to the pandemic and I had always like, okay, wait, back up. So I worked at this finance startup (laughs) and because I was working in finance, I just deleted all my social media. I had no social media for like a year or so. I wasn't going to need it. I just was being a pick me and I was like, I'm so different. (laughs) Um, That, but by the way, that is different. I mean, I don't know a lot of girls that just completely go cold turkey for a year. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It made me severely depressed. It made me so sad. (laughs) Really? You know, that's the opposite of what people say. Yeah, the reverse. What you were saying earlier is like, you become more comfortable with yourself when you film. Like um, my perception of my own body and the way I looked became so warped because I wasn't getting like any validation line of being people being like, love your outfit or like, or like, Swiping up on my story, mm. it just felt like people forgot about me. And I was, like, living in the middle of New York City, basically, like, totally off the grid. And it just felt like I was isolating myself, basically. It wasn't, like, mm. liberating me. It was isolating. And then I yeah. started making videos about a year ago. And it just exploded and turned into something massive. Okay, well, that is so clever because I don't think I ever saw anyone on the TikTok platform that was sort of using it to promote their Depop. Because, as you may as well know, like one video off to TikTok can grow your following so fast. Like I've never seen it more than Instagram, more than Snapchat, more than anything. So you're promoting your clothes and you said that you worked for a stylist. So you've always sort of been into fashion and you've always sort of had your niche. But was there ever like an awkward fashion stage for you? Because I know Sophia and I for years grew up with like heinous sense of style yeah and then I feel like kind of now we're starting to figure it out I'm 23 and it's like getting there did you always just have a really good sense of style well I did do a deep dive on your Instagram and I definitely think you got there like you are there (laughs) it was um, reciprocated (laughs) I also wait we met during fashion week correct we did yes yes. yes. and I wanted to say that we met that outfit Oh, you did? Oh, my God. I felt like um, a 14-year-old in it. I was wearing, like, a dress. I looked like a doily. But we met at an Alice and Olivia fashion show really briefly during New York Fashion Week. Oh, cool. I was like, my mom, um, I would say, is, like, the biggest inspiration behind my fashion. She always, like, dressed a little different and, like, funky. And as a kid, she would literally dressed me up like a thotty. Like I got thrown no. out of elementary no. school so much because she would send me to school in a jean jacket with nothing underneath, just my titties out, uh, a short leather skirt and knee-high boots. And there's pictures of me fucking Stop. presenting in Stop. class with like knee-high leather boots when I'm like eight, seven, eight. That is iconic. Yeah, and she's like, she was like, my mom is a whole interesting woman herself. She was never like, don't, wear that or don't do that she would mm-hmm. constantly be like be different try something new like yeah. show up with no shirt on like 
She was just a funny one. <laughs> who needs a shirt for school anyway? No, That's fuck so it. Yeah, yeah, free the nipple. Yeah. Free the nipple. Free the nipple. I agree. That makes sense then why you do the things you do and why you can be so vulnerable and open about the way you are on social media. I mean, I watched one of your vlogs and you are, you wake up straight up in the morning showing your entire day, every angle. And I honestly, like, I can't do that sometimes. I'm like, I look heinous in the morning. I'm like, people are going to judge me. Do you ever get people criticizing you or anything like that? Like, does it ever phase you? Or do you ever just feel like, you know what? Like, I don't care. Yeah, I mean, like, at a certain point, like, I kind of, like, leveled with it. So, like, if you have a big nose, you have a big nose. If you have, like, one eyebrow that's shorter than the other, you know it. So if somebody comments that, it's like, I already subconsciously knew that. And the way that I've been, like, perceived so much online through, like, mm-hmm. mil- hundreds of millions of views that anything somebody could say doesn't surprise me. I already knew it about myself. And I'm already so hyper aware of the way I look. But because yeah. I film, like, every angle and so often, it's just, like, you become so intimately aware of the way your body looks. I have to agree with that because I feel like TikTok more than any other platform that I've been on, the comments are especially rude because they're so clever and creative the way that they insult you. It's it's kind of odd. Like I've been called names in such a weird way that I was like, wait, it hurt on a different level. And so I try my best to not read any comments. And I know people say, never look at the comments, but it's really hard not to when you're literally posting a video of yourself. And I mean, obviously you're going to want to see what people are saying about it. So I guess this is a two-parter. Do you read all of your comments? And how has, you know, joining TikTok sort of changed your personality? Are you more like sort of you know, shut down, cold, numb to it all? Or do you, are you the opposite of that? Yeah. Um, I uh, read everything. I'm meticulous. Like I, every day, like search myself on the internet and on Twitter and like everything, I read every comment, everything I'm tagged in, because I think that it's important to stay in front of your image and to know how people are perceiving you is to read mm-hmm. the information or like the uh, conversations out there about you. And that is so Like that is so me being a masochist and like just hurting myself over and over and over. But that's also why I think I am or was so successful in my come up was I was reading all the data and figuring out like what people like. And um, yeah, I was the most sensitive person before any of this started. I remember like I had so many breakdowns in the beginning and my friends were like, you will never be able to do this. Like you will literally kill yourself if you keep doing it. Like you can't handle it. And instead of, like obviously the the that I like I was just so insecure and now I'm just like emotionless like totally like it's been a huge problem even with like my romantic relationships of people being like I feel like you have no emotions and you are so like and it's just because like I, I totally get that because you could bring that into your personal life completely even with you know friendships have you've noticed that even girls and guys that are just trying to be friends with you, do you think that people sort of use you now? Are you feeling like you're not able to make time for them or is it harder to connect with them? Like, what is your experience? We'll get into dating in a second because I definitely want to get into that. But just making friendships, how has that been? I mean, I think that what what was really, um, the friendships I had before TikTok soured so badly because of it. Like I've had really? friends blackmail really? me and like do all crazy shit and like try to use me. <gasps> and- And I think that the people who come up in the TikTok scene and are TikTokers are like quite literally built different. Like when you start on YouTube or when you start on Instagram, there's like this um, 
10 degrees of separation or whatever, where people feel like they're watching you and you're a show or you're a beautiful girl. And so they don't feel as entitled to you. But when people can tune into your life from nine to five or nine to nine, they feel like they own you and they like the intimacy is what really is crazy. That is so interesting. The fact that you just said that they think that they own you. And I was reading an article recently that you, or an interview that you had done, and you said that you basically want to use your TikTok to big brother your life. So you want 24 hours a day, seven days a week, like updates all the time. I mean, you were posting how many videos a month? Like I was doing like 20 to 30 a day. 20 wow. to 30 a day. I mean, do you ever just get burnt out from it or do you just love doing it? Recently, I've curbed down. I still post every single day, sometimes like five to 10, but only keep like two to three published because at at a certain point, like it's quality over quantity. And before I was producing quantity over quality, Mm -hmm. I don't think I got burnt out because I remember like when I was in high school and middle school, I had like a Finsta. Oh, so you're totally used to it because I know for me, it's hard for me to remember to post like a story. Like sometimes I'm one of those people that posts one month like once a month or something like oh that. It's just horrible. I get so nervous to even post a TikTok. I just get so, it's stressful. Oh, God. Wait, so you said you live in New York, right? Yes. How has that been? Because New York, I feel like a lot of my friends, even they said they have to have like hard shell when they live in New York. So you're doing this and you're like emotionless. And now you're living in New York. How is living in New York? Do you like it? Do you want to leave? Do you want to stay? Yeah, I don't think I could, I don't ever imagine myself leaving New York, but I think that like as, so I started TikTok like around a year ago and I was in this really Mm -hmm. small, like one bedroom flex apartment, basically just stuck in this one room. And um, then people started like putting my address out there and following my roommate to the dog park and like posting videos outside of where I live. So I had to move and I was able to move into this beautiful massive space in Tribeca because of TikTok. So you've been fully stalked, essentially. Oh, yeah. And people have, like, released this address. Like, it just doesn't stop. It's <gasps> inevitable. Oh, God. That's terrifying. I, I don't even know what I would do if I knew where people lit, like, where I lived. I mean, that's, like, really invasive. So I did this giveaway, and so many people were, like, like on the edge of their seats waiting for me to, like, post where it was. And, like, following up to me posting where it was, girls were making videos of, like, pictures of my apartment on street eating like I will wait outside your house and follow you to like where you put the actual ring like pictures of the inside of my apartment and address and everything and so that's like a threat you know I'm five nine I work out every day like I carry mace like pull up on me I want you to like I would love to see it I she's ready for it she's ready for it like I'm a big bitch like I that's the only thing I find comfort in is that I'm actually like a tall woman and pretty like Mm -hmm. athletic and but it's different when it's like old men stalking you and pulling up yeah well that's something Sophia and I struggle with because oddly enough most of our following is old men so you know I, I wish sort of we had your demographic of younger females but we have a lot of creepy old foreign men that are writing these uh messages so it's not so cute I wish honestly sometimes a girl was like stalking me for a ring instead of like this guy but so obviously TikTok has changed basically every aspect of your life personal private all of it but how has it affected your dating life yeah I think so when I first started TikTok I was seeing somebody um from right when I started so me and him started seeing each other and I had like 10,000 followers on Instagram and like maybe like a hundred thousand on TikTok. And I was like, he doesn't know about it. Like he doesn't need to know. 
like yeah. he's trying to Shut use me on. and I was like Shh. and then he was with me until like I think I hit like 100k on Instagram and like half or like a few hundred thousand on TikTok and he very much knew about my career at that point but he his family was um very famous in their own right and we just had a bunch of crazy shit happen while we were together where people were showing up outside his house in Connecticut that I was staying at and like taking videos of him oh my god and he had his family being famous themselves which I don't think I'm famous I think I'm a TikToker but his family was actually like real famous and he was like I don't want to go through this again I can't deal with the stalking like we weren't even like official and so it just added so much strain to the relationship that we ended um and then I was single for like two months and then I found my Mm ex-boyfriend um and we were together for six months and he was also a TikToker and that was a very interesting experience whoa 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 we gotta break this down yeah did you guys meet on the platform or how did you guys link up? I had seen his videos on TikTok, but I had no clue who he was. And he makes videos of people. So like he's a, he's a, he worked in animation. He writes children's books. Like he's a producer. Um, but then I was with my friend one day and he was shooting a video and my ex um, Jordan came to, to the set and we met there and I had no clue who he was and I didn't even know he was a TikToker. And then um, we hung out like a week later and um, he was going down to Savannah, Georgia to like work on this children's book he was writing. And I was like, oh, can I come? And he was like, sure. And so I booked the death. You said that? Yeah, I'm very much like spontaneous. You're so bold. Wait, oh my God. Just to be like, I want to come with you. Well, but okay. I don't have that. Yeah, I mean, you've got you've got balls in the best way possible. Like. How did you know that, okay, what if you get to Savannah, Georgia, and you're like, oh, wait, I don't even like this guy that much, and I'm stuck in Georgia? Well, we were, like, just there. As, it was just friendly for, like, the week we were there, okay. but I think like, I would have kept myself busy no matter what. Like, I'm very, like, okay. yeah. yeah, like, um, and so we got, like, separate rooms. I went to Georgia with him the next day, and I vlogged it all, and it was, like, great content, Um and then we went back to the city, and I was like, wait, I think I really like this guy, and we started dating, and we were together. But, yeah. And you said it was the ex now. It's been six months. Yeah, yeah. How has it been since the breakup? And I had decided two days before we broke up that I was going to daily vlog on YouTube, like every single day, every hour of the day. Uh-oh. And this is like day two of the daily vlog. And I'm like, holy fuck. Like we broke up. Shitty timing. We had a beautiful relationship. Like it was amazing. Like we were still friends. But do you sometimes feel like maybe you're like prioritizing work over relationship? Because I don't think that's a bad thing, but... I guess it just sort of depends on where everyone is at in their life. So right now, are you prioritizing work over your personal relationship life? Yeah, I think that the nature of what I do is like very volatile. I wouldn't, I'm not going to say that I'm going to do this for 10 years. I plan to do this for five years and do as much as I can in those five years and like just go balls to the wall and then retire or pivot or whatever. And so right now I'm totally prioritizing my work because I don't want to like be one of those vloggers who's like, Hey guys, my wife just gave birth. Like, this is crazy. We're buying a house. Like, I want to like, you know, it's crazy when it goes that long. No, it's smart. You're using this as a stepping stone for something else. So what would you love? Like your dream stepping stone job. What would that be? I would love to be like do more speaking um, engagements. I would love to be a businesswoman who's behind multiple brands, be consulting, be doing a lot of charity work, like organizing like marathons and doing those and flipping homes would be really fun, like something like that. So just multiple hustles Mm -hmm. always, but just not necessarily centered around social media. No, that makes sense. I feel like that's what 
most people do, especially on t- I know that's what we try to do. I mean, we want to build this brand on wax to something bigger, but we want to get behind a ton of different things that not just revolve around podcasting. And I think that's really important that you said because it does motivate people to realize that it doesn't take one year to become this big CEO. You're saying commit to five years of heavy posting and um, branding yourself and getting yourself out there because that's the point of work. It's nothing comes overnight. I mean, it's rare that people can do that. I feel, is there any business advice that you've gone and that you've really honed on to because it maybe represents who you are or what you believe in? I think that at the end of the day, like it's all on you. You are developing the the foundation and the platform for everything that will be built on top of it. And I think that with social media and like the accumulation of followers that we get to this point, we're like, cool, I did it. I'm done. I don't have to do much more, but it's constantly being involved in your community and um, Mm -hmm. in your work and, and employing Mm -hmm. the right people. Right. I mean, I feel like you've got your head on your shoulders really right. I mean, no one in your family, like you said, is in the social media world. So you haven't exactly gotten advice of how to navigate it from them. But is there someone that's sort of in the TikTok space that you're like, oh, wait, the way that they're doing it is pretty clever. I'm going to take a few pointers from them. No, I think that there's like, I think that the TikTok space is like almost worrisome to me of the way people approach it and do it. I think that there's no, I don't want to be like, there's nobody else out there doing what I'm doing. Like, but the creators on TikTok, because it's so intimate, you can't compare the two. um, There's no two that are alike, but there are a lot of people who make similar content, which is like the... I'm a New York City fashion student. Let's get ready or like, let's go for a run today. But my whole thing was doing everything. So I think that it's hard to compare like apples and oranges because they're just not similar, you know? For sure. Right. I mean, I personally haven't seen anyone's content look like yours because you're literally doing, I I love watching you redo your apartment. That is so fun for me. I mean, you post you getting Botox, you training for a marathon. I mean, you do it all and it's so fun. What do you think is, what do you enjoy the most and what sort of content gets the most hate or backlash that you post? Mm, I think that like the content that gets the most hate, um, it's crazy because it's not even like me like getting dressed that gets a lot of hate or like me getting Botox that gets a lot of hate. It's like when I went on Colin and Samir's podcast and I said that um, TikTok is extremely volatile. It's a high risk, high reward app. People railed me like they tore me apart and they're like this little girl what? saying tiktok is so risky and it's so hard like what the fuck does she know and it's just like when you try to speak as a young woman with any conviction and any business savvy and you're not a man they'll be like what do you know like if bryce hall right. or josh richards um tiktok is a is a very risky app high high risk high reward people will be like no, legendary no yeah you're so yeah. woke but if you say it as a young woman, it's like, shut the fuck up. Oh my I, God. I feel like a lot of people, though, in their workplace can relate to that exact feeling. Um, but again, it's like I saw online there was like a hashtag that people wrote. It was like Victoria Paris blocked me. And it got oh, millions of views on that hashtag. And the first thing I thought was... Um, I think a lot of people were wanting the attention of you personally blocking them so that they would just write extra mean things just so they'd be like, oh, wait, look, she noticed me and now I can be a part of the hashtag. What do you think uh, sparked this and and why do you think people 
were sort of going out of their way to just be cruel for no reason. I think that I am a huge believer in like protecting your space and like your mental health. And it's like, yeah, I read every comment. I will see everything you say, but I won't allow you the space to say it again. Like I read it the first time that you think I'm ugly or disgusting or you hate me. That doesn't mean you have the right or the the, the liberty to comment it 10 million more times. I think that the block mm-hmm. button was created for a reason. And when I started making videos, I was thinking about like if I had a kid and they got in this app and they thought it was cool to comment that stuff, like I would be so pissed. And so when so you pissed. control your comment section and you curate it by blocking people, restricting certain comments, you actually leave space for a conversation. And people were like, how dare she? Like, what right does she have? But I'm actually leaving space for a conversation on my own page. If you want to talk shit about me, go make videos on your own page and hashtag it. Victoria Paris blocked me. Like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Well, I mean, it gives also you more traction. If people are, even if they didn't know who you were, you're like, oh, wait, yeah, who's Victoria Paris? And you're like, okay, I'm going to go check out her page. So it kind of, I mean, it's, yeah, bullying in general for saying, like, Victoria Paris blocked me, but now it's kind of a win for you because it goes, okay, who who's this girl? Like, if they don't know who you are. So and I feel like people on this app, they're now getting more validation, especially on TikTok, as Sistine said, with the comments being just so rude and people love it. It's almost like the meanest comments are the ones that shot up to the top because they get the most likes. And it's crazy that that's the way it's structured yeah. and why people are so normalizing this. And it's, I don't know, it's wrong. It's, it makes it harder to be on social media all the time because I'm that person too that reads everything. And mm-hmm. I have those emotional breakdowns. I'm kind of waiting for the moment where I'm uh, emotionally closed off from all of that like you. And I don't feel any of the comments because it does, it does overwhelm you. And I feel like I totally agree that it's important to block the people that are really giving you a lot of shit for who you are and giving space to people that love you and admire you. It's, I mean, it's I mean, fine to do that. This is how I look at it. If someone were to write that comment and instead say it to your face in person, what do they think the reaction would be if you said what they're typing to your face? I'm going to say, fuck off. Like, what? it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to block you. I don't right. understand. I think people, honestly, on the app as well are just don't like to see another girl be super confident and not care that she's confident and not really have, and maybe it doesn't look like you're working at being confident, but that you're just inherently a confident person. And I think that's, I see that on your page. Like, you are just yourself and people don't like that. When do you think you're going to... Do you ever think there's going to be something that will like completely draw the line and you're like, I'm done with this platform. I don't want to be on TikTok anymore. Do you see that happening? I think that um, that's when they win, you know, when you like exit and you're like, I can't do this anymore. Are you dating anyone? Because I know for us, we try to avoid dating people that are even in that famous realm of like TikTok or anything like that just because... We don't want to get that speculation of people saying like, oh, I had sex with her because she's under the, you know, that. We don't even post our relationships. Yeah. Because we get nervous about stalkers. Yeah, just because of that. So are you fully single right now? Um, I am seeing somebody right now. Um, oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, it's still like new and um, like trying to keep it more private because I think that on the other side, like, I don't worry about people seeing us together. I more so worry about the development of the relationship, which is what happened in my last one. It developed totally in front of the camera. And I think that I mm-hmm. thought it was a lot more profound than it actually was because the videos yeah. did so well. Yeah. Um, so that's why I want to keep it more private. And how do you feel like 
being off the internet has affected your relationship now? Is it Has it grown deeper? Has it been a lot more vulnerable? Or has it just been easier? Because I feel like sometimes when you include social media, or even if we have too many conversations about like her boyfriend on the podcast, there always can be this thing where they go, oh, we shouldn't have shared that, or you shouldn't have been doing that. And that insecurity, like now they probably know they, you won't be doing that. How has that changed the relationship? the type of person I am. Like I, I demand respect, so I give respect. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. so I wouldn't, what I fear is somebody um, not wanting to be seen with me on video or not wanting me to talk about them or being embarrassed mm-hmm. of me. And that's something that comes from childhood for me. But I more so worry because when I would make videos with my ex, they would do so well and we would look so in love that I thought the relationship was so good when really it was just like we weren't in love and we it really wasn't that great. Yeah. But when things grow so many views, you convince yourself and you see it and you're like, oh my God, like we are perfect together. We are that perfect insta couple. Like we look so fucking good. And then you ignore all the actual issues. And so when I had this very public breakup, I realized like, Am I upset that we broke up or am I upset that I just lost a huge piece of my content? Oh my God, I know. Because in a way, you, you're wanting to put your whole life on the camera. You're doing it for all your following, everything. You're not holding anything back. So of course, why wouldn't you you know, share your relationship? But then again, that is something that is so hard to even have outside opinions about. And you're dealing with that as well. Victoria, you are seriously a tough girl yeah you're badass yeah you honestly you are and I want to come to New York and I want to see your new apartment and I won't stalk it I'll ask for the address with permission (laughs) (laughs) you're so cool we're definitely gonna hang out oh yeah why don't you plug where everyone can find your TikTok your Instagram your handles everything at Victoria Paris on everything perfect thank you guys so much for tuning in to this week's episode of unwaxed podcast we will see you next tuesday Bye. bye